you've landed on the London Diplomat podcast and wherever you are in the world from one side of Ulaanbaatar to the other, welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe and I'm the Lonely Diplomat. I have a site, thelonelydiplomat.com, on which I have products and services all designed to help serve, support, challenge and inspire diplomats and those living the diplomatic life as they reconnect with themselves and the world around them. On that site, you'll find my blog. There are 45 blog posts now. Who'd have thought two years ago when I first started this whole venture of the lonelydiplomat.com that I'd be 45 blog posts in with still so much more to say. And this podcast, which is episode 28 of the Lonely Diplomat podcast, you'll find details of how you can buy my book, The Lonely Diplomat, Reconnecting with Yourself and the World Around You, which is which is available on Amazon.com in ebook and paperback form. And my services, which are all designed to serve, support, challenge and inspire you as you lead your diplomatic life wherever you lead it in the world. Head on over to thelonelydiplomat.com and check it out. This is episode 28 of the Lonely Diplomat podcast and today we're going to be talking about our soulgasms. Now, that's a deliberately intriguing word and it for me, perfectly encapsulates that feeling that we get in our souls, that really hard-to-describe feeling in uh, that we get within our souls when what we are doing is in alignment with who we are. We also get it when we also get a soulgasm when we feel seen, we feel heard, and critically where we feel that we belong, where we belong to ourselves, we belong where we are in the world, we belong in with what we're doing in the world. And these soulgasms, these soulgasms are absolutely everything. We can reframe them in uh, by asking the question, what brings you joy? But other people talk about sparking joy, uh, and this isn't about minimalism, this isn't about folding our clothes nicely, but what brings you joy? Who you are? What brings who you are joy as you lead your diplomatic life? Now, listener, I'm sorry in advance if... What I say now and for the rest of this episode begins to sound like Instagram philosophy. I really do apologize. The last thing the world needs are more Instagram philosophers. I will do my level best to avoid such cliches uh, and tokenistic, empty, all those kind of things that that I don't know about you, but uh, that, that annoy me about Instagram philosophers. This, I want this episode to speak to you, my dear listener, as you lead your diplomatic life right now. And without doubt, this diplomatic life now, it's, it's now late August in 2020, and almost universally, 
our diplomatic lives are, if I wanted to say it politely, challenging, but if I didn't want to say it politely, they're frankly shit. And we did not anticipate where we are and, and how we're living our diplomatic lives a year ago. But we are where we are, and we can very understandably be focused on what is not right, what is not going well, how and 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 be focused on our disappointment for how the year is going. But we can also choose to focus on what is going well, what is lifting us up, what indeed is giving us a soulgasm. And that's what I want to talk about today. And I want to bring your attention, if you haven't yet, to my blog post, The Lonely Diplomat, on our soulgasms, which I published on my site, thelonelydiplomat.com, last Saturday, the 22nd of August. And it was a very short, sharp uh, blog post that um, I simply wanted to bring your attention to where you are getting your soulgasms and remind you that while this diplomatic life can suck, really suck right now, and we know that things are that the diplomatic life is allowed to suck sometimes, how in the midst of all of this suckiness, there are things that we can find that still bring us joy. We might have to look a little harder. We might have to scratch a little harder. But this was a deliberate, focused attempt on my part to help you move beyond your soul lake, what is troubling you about your diplomatic life, into and, and helping you focus on what is going well in your diplomatic life right now. The blog post started with the observation that we as humans, we who live the diplomatic life, can want to focus immediately when we identify the negative in to prove our resilience, to prove how worthy we are of living this diplomatic life, moving very quickly beyond the negative and showing how adaptable and flexible and resilient we are and quickly find a silver lining, quickly find the good in a situation. In the blog post, I was really clear, and I want to be really clear in this episode of the Lonely Diplomat podcast, not so fast. If we are to really experience our that which gives us joy, if we are truly to experience our diplomatic soulgasms, we need to understand, we need to be aware of what is causing our soul ache. So if we are quickly focusing on the positive in every situation, we are actually denying ourselves the important step and potentially denying each other the important step of mapping out why, you know, what is causing our soul ache and why it is causing our soul ache. And that's not an easy or pleasant process, listener, as you might be well aware. 
And in my experience, in my personal experience, I can categorically say that I was a world champion denier of what was causing my soul ache. And I quickly rushed to gratitude. I quickly rushed to what turned out to be false gratitude for what was great about my diplomatic life and wanting to focus on that, solely focus on what was positive. You can't do that. You can't do that. I can't do that. And listener, you can't do that either. You can't focus solely on the positive at the expense of the negative. So when it comes to our soulgasms, the temptation can be, one temptation can be to go straight to that which brings us joy and want to double down, want to really focus with, you know, intently uh, on what brings us joy and deny, ignore, gloss over, quickly skim through what is causing our soul ache. Both are important. Both identifying your soul ache and identifying your soul gasms are really important processes, equally important processes. Because the other thing that we can do beyond glossing over and skimming through our, our soul ache is actually wallow in our soul ache. We can have a, a, a kind of existential crisis and, and which frankly can be shame fueled where we identify that which gives us, which is causing our soul ache and live there, set up a house there. We can want to, out of, frankly, it's shame, want to live our life based in, um, from, based from a place of shame about how we are unworthy and want to prove our worthiness to ourselves. want to prove how worthy we are of living our diplomatic life to our employer, to the, to our colleagues, to, I don't know, like the, the next door neighbor's cat, whatever it is, whatever it is, we can, our, our, our behaviors, our thoughts, our actions can come from a place of wanting to Prove our prove our soul ache, and uh, and and shame then becomes our uh, soul behavioral driver. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way because not only we can find a middle ground when working through our soul ache, because you know skimming through the soul ache is not going to get to the soulgasm faster. It just makes the soulgasms less authentic. But wallowing in, in our soul ache, what wallowing in what causes our soul ache uh, does not get us to our soulgasms. We need to feel our soul ache. We need to know where it's coming from. If we are to truly appreciate our soulgasms, you can't numb your soul ache and then want to experience your authentic soulgasm. You can't numb one and want to dial up the other. 
Numbing one, numbing your soul ache, also numbs your soulgasm. You can't selectively numb. You can't edit out that in your life which is causing you pain and double down on what is, is causing you, what, what, what makes you feel alive, what makes you feel happy because numbing is numbing is numbing is numbing is numbing. If you're numbing aspects of what's going on within you, denying thoughts and feelings of loneliness, of social isolation, of not being seen, not being felt, not being heard in any aspect of your life, if you're numbing that, you're numbing the converse of that. So if, if you are a lonely diplomat and you are wanting to connect with yourself, if you're wanting to connect with those around you, if you're wanting to connect with what you are doing in the world, any attempt to gloss over what is causing that disconnection, what is causing your loneliness, what is causing the anxiety or depression and, and wanting to double down on that which gives you joy is not going to last. It's not going to last. So while it's, it's, it's wonderful and inspiring and comforting to focus on our soulgasms solely because it makes us feel good, I say not so fast. We do need to focus on our soul ache and what's causing them, but we don't need to wallow. And as I said in the previous episode, episode 27 on our soul aches, you don't have to go through the process of identifying your soul ache alone. Indeed, it, the entire point of working through your soul ache is that you do it with someone because it, you wanting to do it alone, wanting to do it perfectly, wanting to do it quietly misses a valuable opportunity for real, authentic connection, for being seen, for being heard, for belonging. And whether that is engaging my services as a mentor, engaging the services of a coach like my friend Kevin Hunting, whether it's engaging the services of a psychologist uh, or uh, like within your employing agency, whether it's employ like asking a friend to help you. You can't go through your soul ache alone and want to experience the soulgasms. So for the rest of this episode, I'm going to ask you to, uh, well, if, if you haven't gone through your soul ache, if you haven't identified your soul like if you haven't gone and gotten help, if you haven't at least reflected and journaled and thought and, and spoken, critically spoken to someone, your spouse, a mentor, a coach, someone in your life who has earned the right to hear your story and you know will respond with empathy, please, the rest of this episode is not for you. If, however, you have worked through your soul lake, you are, you, you've, you've charted out the extent, you've charted out where it's coming from, why aspects of your diplomatic life are giving you, are causing your soul lake, then please, I invite you to listen uh, and reflect to the rest of this episode. Because what we are going to do, is, what I'm going to do is ask some questions about for you to think and reflect on 
about where you are lit up, where you are feeling joy as you lead your diplomatic life. So are you ready for those questions? So in moving to our orgasms, I've got a couple of questions for you. And you might want to press pause and go and get a pencil or a pen and a notepad and write these down. You might just want to go to the blog, um, The Lonely Diplomat on Our Soulgasms, because the questions are there and I'm going to read them from that blog. In any case, I, I invite you to write them down and reflect and then critically talk talk about them with someone who has earned the right to hear your story and if you feel that I've heard the right to to hear your story and to to listen and to offer suggestions please feel free to reach out to me and, and ask for a mentoring call because you ready for these for these questions okay the first one in working towards our soulgasm Knowing that our soul ache comes from not being aligned or or the misalignment between what we are doing and who we are, I want to ask the question, do your actions, do is what you are doing in alignment with what you intend to do? So another way of asking that, are you actually being who you are? and doing who you are in life, in totality, be that your diplomatic life or just what you feel is is like your non-diplomatic life. Do your actions align with your intentions? Secondly, does your diplomatic life have you feeling seen, feeling heard, and feeling like you belong The reason for that question is very simple. Every human, every diplomat, every person who lives the diplomatic life has the need for connection. And that connection comes from when we feel seen, when we feel heard, and when we feel that we belong. Because if we don't feel seen, if we don't feel heard, if we don't feel that we belong... We will look for it as humans in another way. And sometimes we don't, well, sometimes we look for it in ways that do not serve us. We look for it through things that seem minor, like gossip, things that, you know, probably on the scale go up a bit. And, you know, we, we seek it in things that bring people together like drinking or partying or or um which you know can include social drug use whatever it is we will look for ways that we feel that we belong and 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 in ways that don't serve us so if we are doing that through the course of our reflection of our soul lake we get to then look for where we are getting our soulgasms from being seen, heard, and belong. And start doing more in those. Because that question for me, where in my diplomatic life was I feeling seen, heard, and feeling that I belong, was critical for me in helping me reconnect with why I loved my job. And for me, I loved how my work in a small way. I was a small 
cog in a very large machine, how my work contributed to the building of modern Australia. And as a motivator, it helped me transcend. I I wanted to use another word there, but I think transcend is actually the word that I I really want to use. Transcend the petty office politics. Transcend the snarky emails, the, the, the crazy deadlines, the, and sort out what was uh, a request of my time that was, frankly, a, a waste of my time um, versus the things that actually really mattered to what both mattered to the agency and to me. And it helped put all other things into perspective and focus on the important. And I actually rediscovered by doing this the joy in my work. I knew that what I was doing day in, day out, and for some very long days was actually contributing to how my country was evolving. That was a very powerful motivator for me. And it remains a very powerful motivator. And it helped me develop and critically maintain those boundaries. It helped me, and listener, you will appreciate this as someone who lives the diplomatic life. It helped me to say no in a clear voice. Not know and then worry about what someone thought of me, what someone, you know, whether I'd just blown a promotion opportunity, whether I'd just blown another posting, whether I'd blown another opportunity to showcase my awesomeness. But I knew that my, uh, that, that what I was doing was aligning to what I knew to be right for myself and right for my employer. So those, that was critical. The question, does my diplomatic life have me feeling seen, heard, and feeling like I belong? And then digging into where I felt seen, heard, and felt like I belong actually helped me reconnect with my love of my job. And I've got a couple of questions here that I want you to spend some time asking, answering within, I'll ask the questions, you need to answer them. Asking, sorry, answering though the questions that I'm about to ask. They seem simple, but quite obviously, when it comes to soul aches and soul gasms, we need to know where they're coming from and why, if we are to feel them in with with any kind of validity and durability. So, if your work is not giving you a soul gasm regularly or it hasn't for a very long time, what are you doing? What are you doing if what you do in life, what you spend so long, listener, doing, devoting your, your a, a, almost all of your waking hours doing and what it's demanding of you, if it is not giving you consistently a sorgasm, what are you doing? If a relationship, 
be it a friendship or a romantic relationship, is not giving you a soulgasm, is not having you feeling that you are seen, you are heard, and that you belong, or if it hasn't for a very long time, why are you there? And if a thing in your life, a possession in your life is not giving you a soulgasm or hasn't given you a soulgasm for a very long time, what's it doing in your life? Why is it there? If you have something in your life, be it a a, a trinket, a picture or something that makes you feel bad, why is it there? Why is it that? Why are you punishing yourself? Why are you reminding yourself of some potential failure or some source, source of shame? Why are you allowing it to take space, mental, physical, emotional space in your life? Why is it still there? Once you've identified who and what gives you a soulgasm in your life, listener, can you allow yourself to experience your soul, soulgasm? And do the people in your life, beyond the work context, do the people in your life see you, hear you, and have you feeling like you belong? And a quick reminder of a point that I made earlier, you have a choice. You always have a choice and you can choose. While this diplomatic, while large elements of this diplomatic life right now, frankly, suck, you have a choice right now to find things in your day, in your, in the ordinary living of your diplomatic life, things that give you a soulgasm. And that was my challenge at the end of the blog post and it's my challenge now both over the next few days uh, after this this podcast episode is, is released and ongoing. I'd love to see your photos, and that's my challenge, is take a photo and post it to Instagram. No explanation is needed of what is giving you a soulgasm that day, what is giving you joy, and use the hashtag Diplo Soulgasms, and there's there's going to be a, a further description in the episode, um, further outline in the episode description, but also there's a uh, there's 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 some guidance in the blog post. But post a photo today of what is giving you a soulgasm, and please, I would love it if you could tag the lonely diplomat. So at the underscore lonely underscore diplomat on Instagram so I can see it and we can bond over the thing that is giving you a soulgasm. As I recorded, uh, began the process of recording this episode today and today's Wednesday for public, for, for release, for this episode's release on Saturday, I took a photo of my, the recording equipment and this microphone that I'm speaking into now because it gave it gives me a soulgasm to connect with you my awesome listener where you are in the world from one side of Ulaanbaatar to the other gives me a soulgasm to connect with you over something that really matters to us all about how we are living our diplomatic life so for me that was today and i would love to see where what is giving you a soulgasm wherever you are in the world. Again, no explanation is needed. It's simply your orgasm. 
but a reminder. It's a it's a it's a visual reminder of somewhere where we where many of us are on Instagram that uh, there is much to be joyful, much much joy to experience in the living of our diplomatic lives right now. So just a quick reminder, you don't have to do this soul lake slash soulgasm while living the diplomatic life thing alone. I'm here to help. Kevin Hunting is here to help through his coaching services. Jacqueline Bendorf is here to help with her psychotherapy services. We are only a few clicks of your mouse away through my services page on thelonelydiplomat.com. But not just us. If you've got a spouse, if you've got a bestie that you can trust, that you know will respond with empathy, that you know will not judge, and who's someone who will listen to you, you need to speak your soul aches and share your soulgasms. Because that stuff is contagious. That is a fantastic source, if not the best source that I know of getting the authentic connection you need to move beyond any kind of soul ache that you're experiencing. But just generally as a human, as a human where we feel that we are seen, heard and belong and vulnerably sharing what and, and expressing what is causing you a soul ache and what is causing your, your soul to, to, to fill with joy and feel connected. That is a fantastic source of the real connection that you need in your life. Can you do that? That's all I wanted to say in this episode. So if you've got any questions for me, if you've got any feedback for me, I would love to hear it. So send me an email to admin at thelonelydiplomat.com. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend and give it a high rating on the service through which you're now listening. If you think that I could improve on the quality and the content, please tell me. This episode of the Lonely Diplomat podcast was, just like my blogs and other podcast episodes, was provided to you at no charge. If you got some value from it, please consider providing me some financial support through thelonelydiplomat.com forward slash support. That does sound like you're getting ready to go, so until next time, be awesomely and humanly you, because the world needs more you. All sounds used are freeware in the public domain. All views expressed in this episode are my own and do not reflect any official position. I am not a licensed mental health professional. I encourage you to seek the services of a licensed mental health professional if the content of this episode challenged you beyond your current capacity to mentally, emotionally and or physically respond yourself. Thanks for listening.